Hello and welcome to episode 68 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I'm once again joined by Christine Liu, graphic designer at her business, CL Designs, and host of the Brand Party podcast. Welcome back to the show, Christine. Woohoo! Thank you so much, Tammy. <laughs> so in the last episode, listeners, Christine and I discussed how to boost your creativity, and it is strawberry jam-packed with loads of ideas, tips, and suggestions. So be sure to take a listen of that one if you missed it. But today, Christine, we're talking all about you and your business, and I'm really excited to hear the ins and outs and behind the scenes. So... Should we start with what it was that inspired you to create CL Designs? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it really looked like hopping on a plane and escaping from a lot of my realities at the time. But it wasn't necessarily, though, the fear of settling at all, but rather getting to choose my own adventure, push the limits that I had never known at that point in my life. And so I was actually leaving my community and network behind that I had built here in Toronto, Canada for seven years at that point. And as someone who was working full-time in corporate and also freelancing for about five years, I would say that my demand grew and just capacity-wise as one human, I had to choose what to continue doing because it just wasn't sustainable working around the clock every single day. And that's when I chose my own adventure to pursue CL Designs full-time and travel the world pre-COVID. That's amazing. So how long were you running the two alongside of each other then, the freelancing and the corporate? Well, yeah, I had been freelancing for about five years. So basically throughout that time, I was working um, with startups as well in the tech and fashion space, and then also finishing off my bachelor's in graphic design at that point too, while I was freelancing and then ended up at uh, a publishing agency, basically, and helping brands like Walmart and McLean Sportsnet, uh, some sports team in MLSD here, and then ended up at CBC, which is one of our broadcasters here in Canada. And then I just decided to leave one day. Fun fact, the day that I gave my resignation letter in, I was actually jetting off to Greece that same afternoon. <laughs> that's wonderful it's kind of like I quit and I'm off to Greece <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly what happened but mind you I came back to work for three more weeks and then I yeah embarked on the world and ended up living in Mexico for a month and then Panama Peru and parts of Europe as well before celebrating one year in Arizona for my business anniversary that's incredible. How did it feel to go from working literally all hours to jet setting around the world? You know, it sounds very glamorous, but it was really uncomfortable at the same time. Travel's always been something that I've really enjoyed, but it was always relatively separate from my work. And so this way to be in a foreign country that I've never visited necessarily, the language is fairly new to me as well. Uh, it's definitely that change of environment that we had mentioned, um, that we had mentioned in our creativity podcast episode together as well. So I think having that change of environment was really helpful, but at the same time, very uncomfortable in terms of having more time for myself, because then I had to figure out who was I again, and what are my hobbies, which sounds so silly, but 
it's really this identity crisis in a way that happens when you transition from from those two big decisions. Yeah, I can totally relate. And I feel like I feel like it's a space that as business owners, we tend to move through fairly frequently where we suddenly it, and it can be sudden or it can creep up where you're just like, I don't know who I am in my business. Like, I don't know who I expected to be, but I didn't expect to be this person. And having that kind of magnified by being somewhere completely different and new and in a foreign country, I just, yeah, it's interesting because I like, I love doing these episodes because I interview people who have been traveling and have loved it. And I've loved, and people who have been traveling and haven't loved it. And then Somewhere in between is just how I imagine it would be. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear your experiences with that. Yeah, it was quite interesting. And so I shared um, in a Fuck Up Nights uh, event that I was speaking at as well, virtually, which is a really fun global series, first of all, to check out. But also I had shared that I broke up with uh, my then partner at the time as well. So while we were traveling, like this adventure that I had embarked on totally went sideways as well but it's really something proud to look back on in this moment to see the resilience that I had in terms of being able to choose my own adventure again of what I really wanted in my life and to go after it and it's hands down one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life that's good I'm glad (laughs) it's like yes it was still worthwhile so when you handed in your notice because this is something that I love to dig a little bit deeper into because I feel like this can be a big tripping point for people when they're starting their businesses it was for me for a long time how did you make that decision between right I'm gonna I'm gonna hand in my notice did you have a build-up did you go right in three months time I'm gonna hand in my notice or was it like I'm flying to Greece tomorrow I'm gonna quit I don't necessarily consider myself super impulsive but I think people might identify that way sometimes (laughs) and so you know to be able to uproot a whole community that I've built and like freelance business as well that I've built for seven, like year five to seven years at that point, I think it sounds a little crazy. Right. And so a lot of the people that I was surrounding myself with at that time, the community that I had around me didn't necessarily overwhelmingly understand why or what I was doing in a sense. I had some resistance from my parents as well. And you know, I had a very cushy job in the sense that at a relatively young age, I had a good salary, I could walk to work, I had health benefits for the first time ever in my career. And it sounds super appealing. And it was, it was like my 16 year old dream job that I had. But it really was apparent for me that this wasn't something or the type of people that I wanted to be around when I reached 55, 60, when I'm ready to retire. You know, I knew that there was a lot more growth and more for me out there and that I could always come back to that plan B if I wanted to. I truly believe if you're talented, if you're willing to work hard, that there will always be opportunities for you. And so what I aspired to in my life wasn't necessarily what I was surrounded by. So I knew that something had to change and everyone's version of success looks different. And being able to really identify what that looks like for myself was a big turning point. I mean, transparently, there was like a lot of guilt and shame that came up with it because of the glamorous, you know, side of things on paper, it looks really appealing. But I wasn't happy. I was getting burnt out doing both my freelancing and working full time. And 
at that point too, there's a lot of should haves, could haves, would haves that come into your mind that you should have done, you know, X, Y, Z. But I, I think that it was the best decision again. So I really had some money saved at that point, but I knew that I would still be earning as I built my business. And that's something that a lot of people often forget. Right. And knowing that I had some consistent clients in place was really helpful before I took that leap, but knowing that you'll figure out whatever happens next is just, I think having some structure in place is helpful, but at the same time, as much as you want to plan, you will be thrown (laughs) so many different roadblocks along the way that you would never have ever thought of. And you just have to learn to adapt and build that resilience along the way. So I packed up my bags, left everything behind and went all in. Amazing. And I think I think the two things that you mentioned there, like you've, you always had that plan B, you know, you could go back if you needed to, like, it's almost like so many people see it as jumping without a safety net, even if they have the money saved and everything else. But actually, yeah, like you said, like you're going to be earning whilst you're growing because that's why you're going into business. (laughs) Like something that we're doing, we're doing it to make money. Um, But equally, yeah, you can always go back. Like the only person that would give you pressure or the only person that matters that would judge you for that is you and, you know, be kind to yourself. So, yeah, I think that that's a really interesting approach because having a little bit of money is a buffer, but then realizing that there was something that you said that I wrote down, which was that you looked around and you realized that you weren't inspired by your surroundings. And I feel like that hit me in the feels so hard because I'm like, yeah, I can understand how that feels. I remember that feeling. It sucks. And just doing something about it, just taking that leap um, and doing it after you've been growing your business for so long, it must have been. Did you feel like an instant sense of relief or was it like an instant like, I'm not quite sure how this is going to go now. (laughs) I often say that if you aren't having this quarter life crisis identity, like sort of moment from time to time, then you kind of need to ask yourself this because that is something that has come up time and time again, as you continue growing in your life, your business Uh, friend shares all the time, like this quote of new level, new devil. And I love it so much because whatever you're going through at this stage in your, your business, there's always going to be something else as you continue growing, right? You can't just think that once you hit this optimal peak on the top of the mountain, that like all your problems just stop (laughs) because it's, it's life, you know? And I had to learn as well that I didn't equate working on big brands like Walmart, for example, as big impact, but rather what I wanted to do to really impact the world in a different way interesting oh that's really cool I love that and did you I'd love to know so we've talked a little bit around some of the mindset stuff that's come up along the way because mindset's a bitch and happens everywhere um but were there any like big successes that happened as you were building that really either took you by surprise or were just like yes this is this is why I'm doing it That's a really good question. I would say that I've learned too that, you know, as uh, nominations come up, for example, like I've been featured in Yahoo News top 10 graphic designers to watch in 2021, or uh, we have here in Canada, RBC's Women of uh, Women Entrepreneurship Awards as well. So I've been nominated two years in a row, which I'm really proud of and to have that recognition in the industry for. But it's really, I think for me, I've started to learn too that it's not necessarily about the accolades for me, like Forbes 30 under 30 as well. It's super appealing 
like, you know, so many other things like this digital nomad lifestyle, but rather it's coming back and being grounded for me of what impact can I do for myself and my clients to make the world a better place, as cheesy as that sounds. But also it's really coming back to my mission to help communicate with integrity and to create that positive impact. And I'm being able to live that for myself, right? I can hands down say that the pandemic has been challenging in many ways, but it's also allowed me these pockets of peace to be the happiest and the wealthiest I've ever been in my life, which is crazy to say. So yeah, hands down, best decision ever. I love that. I think that that's wonderful. And I think that it's an important thing to note around accolades as well, because when I, when I started my business, and I'd love to hear if it was similar to you, my interpretation of success at that stage was very different to what I see as now in all of my four years of running a business but it kind of came about very quickly and like awards still hold meaning like accreditations and awards and features do hold meaning and as much as I would love to be on the Forbes 30 under 30 like I am way past 30 now so (laughs) not gonna happen but it does feel like it's more for you than it is for your clients Does that make sense? Whereas what you were talking about and that integrity and that impact and the things that you want to see, the the influence and the change that you are inspiring and helping to create, I feel like that now as a more seasoned business, as a more grown-up business owner, I guess, is that holds so much more weight for me than having a, a certificate or an award that you know in theory I could just like design and stick up on my wall (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely I totally agree but equally massive congratulations those are awesome accolades thank you I appreciate that um awesome so when it comes to things like overcoming because we've talked around yeah. how mindset and we've talked around like the challenges of traveling abroad and the choices from where you chose to kind of start your new freelance journey in business life are there any other hardships other than the pandemic because the pandemic's a, a tricky one has there been anything else that's kind of crept up that you're like oh I wasn't quite expecting that there's definitely been a, like I could we could do five million episodes about this I feel like <laughs> I'll I'll keep it brief in a sense. I would say one of the first ones for me is, or a big one anyways, is that people will surprise you in the best and worst ways. So friends that I thought would support me wholeheartedly did not. And resentment kept coming up from time to time. And again, for presenting as being selfish for not going after my dreams or living a life that I truly loved. And so the people who also you would never have expected also become the best of friends that you will hold on to dear life, truly do support you through and through and truly get it. So I've just learned again, coming back to finding the right people is so integral because not everyone is going to love you. (laughs) And even in marketing too, right? It, you can't be everything to everyone. And it's something that I, I always have to remind myself of as well. But when you do find the right people, that's where the magic happens. And even another big one for me in terms of hardships is that I had a streetwear apparel brand that I had ran about 
nine to 10 years ago now called in lieu of. So it was a nice fun play off of my last name, but also it was very much in lieu of what I wanted in my life at that time. And so this was my first step into entrepreneurship and, um, a number of close relatives, including my grandfather and my grandmother, um, and my partner at the time he had passed away within a year span. And it really inspired me to start that business. And, I learned a lot along those few years, but also being able to then take all of that skills and knowledge from that experience into what I'm doing now with CL Designs and the Brand Party Podcast is really being able to live full out the the legacy that I want for myself, but also for my clients. And looking at it, when I actually came back from traveling, I was running my business from a hospital waiting room because another relative was in the hospital for three months at that point. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that from, you know, my Instagram, you would never think much about that. I'm relatively, I like to keep pretty optimistic and vibrant and that's very much still a very integral part of my brand. But at the same time, um, I love episodes like this and for you to have the space to share this too, Tammy, that it's really not as sexy as people make it out to be that there's really transparency and a safe space to be able to share this type of stuff because life is just hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it sucks because I wish that there was more transparency in the world, but I can understand why that isn't. Mm -hmm. I think it's about, just as you were saying about finding the right people, it's about finding the right spaces And it's part of the reason why this podcast was created is because I wanted to have a space where I could have these open and honest conversations because there is so much more to business than business. Like it's such an emotional experience to run a business. It's everything else is going along alongside it all the time. You're responsible for everything. Like whenever you have personal stuff that's going on I mean in all transparency like we rescheduled the recording of this episode because on the day that we were meant to record before I was just having a really really bad mental health day and I feel that it would be a better place if we could normalize those conversations and me being able to send you an email and just say hey, I need to reschedule because I am not in the right headspace for this. This is not going to be me bringing my best for either of us. And for you to go totally cool, absolutely understand we'll reschedule. Like I couldn't do that if I had the corporate world still. I couldn't message my boss and go, hey, look, I'm just feeling really low today and I just need to sit in a bath or wrap myself up in blankets or just cry on the kitchen floor for a bit. Like whatever it is you need to do. Yeah, it's it's so it's so tricky and I love that you're being open and honest and transparent as well because it just I hate the fact that social media has just made it so normal and it's getting worse like with filters and everything else that's going on it is it's hard enough running a business on your own anyway and then to have personal because shockingly we have lives (laughs) things like that kick up let alone internal stuff that's just like, oh, hey, while you're dealing with this, I'm just going to raise this demon for you. Hi. (laughs) So yeah, that whole new level, new devil. Yeah. (laughs) I truly believe that sometimes the world seems very unfair, right? Is something that I have told myself a lot as well and something that I, I try to get through. But at the same time, I, I truly believe that if you weren't as strong of a person as you are, that life wouldn't throw this at you in a way that you couldn't handle it. But, you know, it would be nice if they could just <laughs> like not 
from time to time would be great. It'd be nice if the rule of three was like literally right. Okay, so there have been three shit things. So you owe me three good things like of equal value now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with that. (laughs) That would be good. Let's instigate that. I hope the universe is listening. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous about walking outside now in case something like... No, no bad things. Just three good things would be great too, you know? Yeah, just three good things. Three good things each. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. So we've gone mildly. Eh, not off topic. It's all part of it. Let's talk a little bit about how your business has kind of developed and changed. So when you started out, you were freelancing before you set off in your business in your own way. Would you say that there were distinct differences between the work that you were doing or as a freelancer compared to a business? Or was it something that you just kind of continued but could give it more focus and structure? I would say in terms of being a creative person, I get really bored easily. <laughs> and so keeping that in mind, in terms of being able to have variety in my day is really helpful. And that means wearing different hats, but also the variety of work. So when I was first starting out, I'm sure a lot of people can relate if you're listening to this, that you just take on anyone and everyone who is willing to pay you to pay your bills, essentially. And so that was very much the case where I was casting a large, larger net than what I do now. And so it's changed definitely over the years, but I would say it just really allowed me to get creative in a variety of levels at that point. But now I've really honed in on who I enjoy working with and the type of people that I want to help and where I'm able to best offer my expertise as well. So it's been really interesting to see what that transition has been like. That's cool. So was it a a natural progression? Did you, because this is something that has come up again, quite a few conversations recently. Like, did you choose your niche or did your niche find you? Mm, Oh, that's a really good question. I would say a little bit of both actually, because as we've talked about time and time again, this community of where your like real genuine people are is hard to find, but once you find it, it's really, really powerful. And so thankfully they have really resonated with the things that I've come out with content wise and just design wise as well. But I feel like before it was a big transition from a lot of corporate type clients, even in the way that I was branding and messaging myself as well. And the mindset between being a freelancer to a business owner was a big leap in itself too. So with that being said, a lot of my branding back then as I was transitioning was very muted. It's very black and white with maybe a little pop of turquoise or something, but it was a deeper muted tone. And what you had mentioned too, if you come visit me on Instagram and my website, it's very much the opposite now, but still there are bits and pieces of that, right? So I think the core of who I am and the integrity that I had then is still resonating, but in a much more... I hate this buzzword, but like authentic way to the integrity that I represent myself in. It's very vibrant. It's very lively in the way that I live my life and the way that I portray myself as well as a business owner. But ultimately it's attracting the right people that I'm looking for in terms of very much women-led purpose-driven businesses. And a question that I always ask, whether they're designers or not, whoever it is that comes onto this podcast is kind of the difference between the way that you felt with your brand when you left corporate and the way that you feel with your brand now, because I totally understand what you're on about. It's like a, it's like a corporate hangover. It just like stays with you for a little while. It's really irritating, but yeah. So the way that you feel about your branding now, do you feel that it gives you 
I don't know, like an, an edge within yourself and within your business that you maybe didn't have when you were first starting out? Absolutely. 200%. I would say that, you know, there's this term of fake it till you make it, which I understand to a certain extent, but at the same time, when you have personal branding, especially if you are a solopreneur or you're the face of your brand in particular, when you're able to show up 200% as yourself, it just feels so good, first of all, for yourself, but people can tell, right? Whether we are on Zoom, the fatigue is real there, but people can tell more than ever in terms of how you're connecting with people, if it actually feels genuine, or if it's this front that you're trying to put on in order to convey what you think people want you to be versus who you actually are no absolutely and I I love I would love to go and have a nose at your old branding Uh. because (laughs) knowing like seeing who you are and only meeting you at this stage of your business it'd be I just find it really curious to go and see how things have developed because yeah reflection is so such an interesting journey through branding like you can see how people find almost find comfort in their own skin in their own business and it's it's this journey of embracing who you are for the world to see and it's just it's such a magical process I think yeah absolutely so within your business the services that you offer do you offer a lot of branding work as well so you work with a lot of clients around helping them to kind of discover and capture who they are and this is a question that I haven't asked too often, but what's the favorite part of your business? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, it's really hard for me to outsource design because that's very much the bread and butter and the part that I really enjoy. Like execution is the name of my game. Like efficiency is very much the case for me. So I love that part, but I also equally love being able to connect with people. And so having these conversations and you know, uh, being able to connect and understand where my clients are coming from is probably one of my favorite parts. And yeah, that's wonderful. I love that so much. I just find it always interesting because I think that the bit that you enjoy the most in your business isn't always the bit that people would expect. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a big, it's been a big shift too, because I used to do cold calling for sales calls as an assistant for a tech company way back when. And so like that, type of energy that you bring to cold calling is very different, I think, than having these clarity calls or discovery calls in a way, right? Because I think when you get into the mindset of how can you serve people and how can you support people with wherever they're at, then it's very much a different conversation than being like, I need to close the sale to make my quota for the end of the month. Yeah, absolutely. I think sales calls get such a bad rap but actually I've learned to love them because when you realize like you're saying like when you realize that you're just finding a solution for someone you're finding a way to help someone whether that's you or not yep that is just it's such a fun conversation to have yeah and on the, being on the other side of that too right like imagine how wonderful that feels for your client not to be like bombarded by these traditional sales tactics because I think gone are those days yeah, absolutely. Um, another question that I don't usually ask, you're just getting all of them today, Christine, sorry. So what was it that inspired you to start your podcast? Because this is something else that I'm really keen to explore because it had such a, it was such a switch up for me that I, I just love to hear your story behind your podcast. Yeah, likewise. I feel like for me, I really thoroughly enjoy listening to podcasts. Like I'm in avid listener first and foremost, but I would say I never necessarily thought that I would become a host. I just been able to, when I was on Instagram in particular, this is pre IGTV, pre reels, all the new glamorous features that are on there. 
but I really, for the longest time did not want to show my face on social media. I wanted my work to speak for itself and be able to really position myself as an expert that way, rather than having to show my face. And so I really wanted that to, to happen, but I recognize the power that it has to be able to humanize a brand and to be able to have that human element and connection with people that is absolutely undeniable. Like those are some of the best performing posts that I have. Right. And so being able to identify that I challenged myself to 30 days of Instagram lives, uh, to show up for myself and my community. And my intention then was to show up with value, whether it was for two minutes or 20 minutes. And that intention still remains today with the podcast, like a year and a half later. But mind you, when I started that, I was scared shitless. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Most of the time, the first few times I was just talking to a blank screen on my phone and I promise you it gets better. But from those 30 days, uh, demand really grew for it. And it turned into five more months of weekly IG lives. And so at that point I had six months worth of content, which is quite tremendous in itself, but also I decided to pull my audience one day if they would prefer a Instagram live or if they would prefer a podcast and the people have spoken. So here we are. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that story. I can't believe you did 30 days of Instagram lives. Like, yeah, I find, I find that it takes a lot of, um, a lot of energy for me and similar to you. It's really funny because I never wanted to show my face and I branched out and occasionally like the face makes an appearance. Fortunately, I have two very cute cats that I bought built into my brand. So like that's kind of my get out between we split we split the face work between the three of us. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting that you kind of fell into that IGTV. And what was it about what was it about talking rather than posting that really appealed to you? I think connection has always been a big motivator for me. And so being able from the lives in particular, I had like immediate feedback and conversation with people, right. In terms of them being able to chime in and really voice their opinion as well, which I think everybody has their own story and expertise to share at the end of the day, we can all learn from one another. And so it really gave me the opportunity to explore that through these lives and through the podcast as well. And I didn't necessarily intend to have the amount of episodes that I have now, but I just wanted to test it out again, like experimenting and being creative. I was going through a health scare personally at the time when I launched my podcast, I was wrapping up projects with my clients before the holiday break and then also running a branding challenge actually. So you can just imagine what like (laughs) chaos was happening at that point. Launching a podcast necessarily wasn't (laughs) a high priority necessarily, Uh, But I decided to basically as a one person army, just hunker down, uh, recorded, edited myself, marketed, designed everything for nine episodes of the test beta of the podcast. And it's just evolved since then. And recognizing that you're going to probably do some things in your business more than once and that it's just going to get better from there. That's wonderful. It's so interesting to hear kind of your behind the scenes and your journey. I just think that it's just wonderful. So I am really curious to hear the story behind your business names because you've got the brand party podcast, but also I'm I I love hearing the story behind why people chose the business names that they chose. So your business, your business is CL Designs, isn't it? So what was it that um made you settle on choosing that as your business name? I think I wanted it sort of to be as easy as possible 
in terms of me remembering, but my clients to remember as well. And so I think this is the power of the personal brand, right? That you talk so often about is that when you become that person behind your brand, sometimes people actually forget like what my business name is. (laughs) So in that sense, like CL Designs was built off of my initials and just something that I ran with. And for me, like I'm in the mindset of done is better than perfect because I know that iteration in the process is really going to help you better at each time and develop it more that you do it. And so there's a lot of resilience in what I create. So I didn't necessarily let the name bog me down at the very beginning, especially as a solopreneur, but I knew that I wanted to get it out there to be able to change the world, whatever name that looked like. And so I think that can be different for people who have a massive growing team or they dream to be an agency that they eventually sell sell off, for example. But for me, uh, it was just really getting it out in the world and what people could identify easily and resonate with, but also... It's no secret CL is like a uh, very common initial. So there's like interior design companies or boutique companies. I'm sure there's other freelance business owners out there that have a similar name, but I don't want it to hold people back either, right? Uh, Beyond the copywriting issues, mind you. But in regards to the brand party actually came from running my first branding challenge. So I wanted to play off of this idea of party and like, BYOB of brand your own biz is how I initially positioned it. And it was just so much fun. It's something very familiar to people, this BYOB, but it's really helping people get unstuck and prioritizing, making it fun, first of all, uh, but also making branding a priority in your business because if you're not having fun, then why are you really doing it? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love the fact that it just screams fun and that it's branding because for me, branding should be fun. And I love that you've just kind of, it's really interesting to see the way that you've encapsulated that kind of feeling consistently between the two when the podcast is very limited, like podcasts in general are very limited with the visual identity that they can kind of carry because you don't have a lot of collateral that you can really use like not effectively and efficiently so the name and the feel and the vibe is very party focused and fun and colorful but with your business it's like the visual identity carries that the fun and the light and the and the name still works it still works across all of it And I think that that's something that's really important for the listeners, just to reiterate what you were saying. It's like the name should never hold you back because the name that you choose, copywriting, cultural, everything else aside, caveats galore, but the name that you choose will not minimize the impact that you have. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really hard when you're at the beginning. It got me stuck for years and I was just like, I don't know what I want to call my business. I know plenty of others. Like I've had clients come to me saying like, I've had this business idea for like five, six, seven years and I just haven't done it because I can't choose a name. And it's just, oh, your heart breaks because it's like, guys, just do it. Make that difference. Have that, be that change. Yeah, the world needs more of you for sure. Mm -hmm. You can call it Steve. No one will mind. (laughs) Just carry on. Go forth. Yeah. Do it. Change it later. <laughs> Those points are so valid because the strategy behind who you want to help, who you are, you know, what you offer is so important, but also how you visually communicate that and the feelings that you want people to evoke when you do get to connect. It's so powerful. Okay, cool. So the last question I have for you today, second to last, the second to last question I have for you today is when it comes to marketing, 
because there are so many different options out there and obviously having the podcast as well and IG lives is something that you've touched on um so what has been either your most effective or your favorite marketing method for growing your business I would say there's so many great ones out there um but at the same time I've been able to do some workshops and webinars for various communities and this is where I get to genuinely connect with people and just be more intimate in sharing that knowledge and expertise. And it's a little bit more one-on-one in terms of that. So it's been really fun to be able to connect with people in that level, but also just as a visual creator myself, I love Instagram. I think it's so appealing. Uh, It has such a vast amount of features now and it's still growing. And despite what people think that it's dead (laughs) and just really you're able to market yourself authentically if you choose to do so. Yeah. Brilliant. That's really helpful. And I think it's really interesting that again, it's coming back to that community and that connection, isn't it? Absolutely. Brilliant. So from everything that you shared today and from your business experience and your journey so far, what would be the one key piece of advice that you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, Design the life that you want and stick with it. Consistency goes a hell of a long way to invest in yourself. And the way that you show up in your business is a reflection of you and how you treat others. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Because, you know, I often think about too, I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but, or people listening, but when I'm looking for, for example, let's just say a social media agency and I, of course I find them on Instagram and then maybe if I'm interested, then I'll look at their website, for example. Right. But if I do a a first initial quick glance or deep dive, then if they aren't showing up in the way that they want to represent their clients as well within their business, I think it's a huge indicator of how they're uh, helping support other people. So if you're not able to really prioritize that for yourself and how you show up in the world I think it's a massive reflection oh that's really interesting I feel like that's a whole other conversation to be continued yeah oh I like that cliffhanger cliffhanger (laughs) listeners right okay perfect thank you so so much for sharing your journey with us today it's been absolutely incredible to hear just how your business has kind of grown and flourished and, and everything that's kind of come to pass throughout so yeah thank you for being such a wonderful guest it's so much fun. Thank you so much, Tammy, and everyone tuning in. Awesome. So where can the listeners find more of you online, Christine? Come have fun. Join the party at christinealdesigns.com and over on Instagram, we can have more joys there, but at underscore C-L-I-E-U and at Brain Party Podcast. Perfect. So I will pop all of the links in the show notes, listeners, so you can go and join the party over in Christine's channels. So they will all be there for you. And if you'd like to see more of Christine and her positive energy, make sure that you do check out her podcast as well. It's wonderful. I really enjoy listening. I've binged so many episodes <laughs> since we first met it's just like oh, a friend yes let's nerd out together remotely and now together perfect so listeners if you are enjoying this podcast please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening as it really helps us to grow and it makes sure that you never miss an episode so win-win and until next time head over to our communities on instagram and facebook with the links in the show notes and we can continue these conversations in the brand lounge